Good morning. How we doing? Hope you had a good holiday. Happy to be here with you. Let me introduce you to someone. This is my son, Caleb. Does anybody know Caleb in this room? Yeah, Caleb. He's, he's a pretty good guy. I like Caleb. Caleb is seven years old, and he is getting ready to finish his first semester of second grade. And about, oh, I guess it was about four years ago when Caleb was about three, he had this plastic slinky toy. Has anyone in this room ever had a slinky, right? Look at this thing. And so it, 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 you guys remember the slinky, right? It's the world's most wonderful toy. It's fun for a girl and a boy, right, right? And, and, and Caleb had this slinky, and he played with it so much that it got tangled into this frazzled, tangled, terrible, crazy mess. Has this ever happened to you with your slinkies, right? It's, it's, it's like, it's really the only fatal flaw of a slinky. It gets tangled so, so easily. And one day, Caleb notices as a three-year-old, how tangled his slinky had gotten and how badly it was tangled. And he came to me and he said, Dad, Dad, will you please fix my slinky? Dad, you guys been there? You been there before? And I said, Caleb, of course I will fix your slinky. You are my son, my only son, and I love you. And I will fix your slinky. And then I began what was this slow, terrible, methodical process of slowly unwinding this terrible mess of a slinky. Have you ever done this before, right? Like, like you start unwinding one part and it gets more tangled. You start going in one direction and then you realize I, I've gone the wrong way and you've got to go back the other direction and not lying for the better part of like an hour, one hour, <laughs> I sat down and I unwound this $2 toy. And uh, I, I got totally consumed by it. And, and finally, I finished. When, when I was done, the slinky was made whole again. I actually tried to do that with this one this morning. Uh, not lying, I, I bought this slinky as an illustration for this talk, and within five minutes, it was like this. And so, this happened. But, but as I'm done unwinding this slinky, I, I say, Caleb, come look. Caleb, Daddy untangled your slinky. Caleb, I worked so hard. It took me forever. I did exactly what you wanted me to do. And when I tried to show him how straight it was, and when I tried to show him how much time and effort I put into this thing, he, he, he ran up and he paused for a moment and he looked at me with this blank stare and he just goes, Oh. And he ran the other direction. <laughs> you see, the, the ship had sailed for Caleb. He had moved on to the next thing. He ignored all the work that I put into this thing. And he didn't express any gratitude or, or thankfulness. And, and I, t I told Caleb I was going to share this story. And, and Caleb wanted me to let you know that he was thankful that day. <laughs> he just got a little distracted, right? And, and here's my question. I wonder how often we get a little distracted. I wonder how often we move on to wanting or needing the next thing without taking time to give thanks to God, our Father. I wonder how often we get sidetracked by the next stuff in life that we forget to pause and thank God for slowly and beautifully untangling this mess that is our life. And so this morning, we're going to talk about thanksgiving. We're going to talk about what it looks like for us as the people of God to be a grateful people. And I don't want you to miss this. This is not a trite and meaningless thing. 
Thanksgiving is not a holiday created by Dayspring or other greeting card companies. This is a big deal to God. In fact, thankfulness is the very heart of our response to a God who has shown his great love for us by untangling the mess of sin in our lives. And so here's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to share a very, very, very brief Devo this morning. I have three quick points I want to make to you with regards to thankfulness, gratefulness, thanksgiving. And then like Sean said earlier, we're we're then going to open the floor up and we want you to share. We want you to participate. We want you as an act of worship to share the things that you're thankful for. What has God done for you? Who has he been for you? And so be thinking as you sit and listen. And so let's dive right in. If you have your Bibles, open them up to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. If not, it will be on the screen. Here's what it says. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. Let me say that again. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so point number one is this. Thanksgiving is God's will for you. Have you ever wondered that? Have you guys ever wondered, asked that question, what is God's will for my life? I mean, what does he ultimately want for me? Some people spend their entire lives asking that question, what does God want from me? What is his will for me? This may even be the question of your life. And here in Thessalonians, Paul is ending this letter and he's giving some simple pastoral advice. And he tells him three things, rejoice in everything, pray without ceasing, and then give thanks when? In all circumstances, that is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so if you've ever asked that question, God, what is your will for me? What's your will for my life? We can be unequivocally certain that if we are rejoicing and we're praying and we're giving thanks, that we are in the dead heat of God's will for our lives. Charles Spurgeon once said this. I love this quote. He said, when joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. When joy and prayer are married, their firstborn child is gratitude. Joy in the Lord in all circumstances, the good and the bad. Married with prayerful dependence will always result in a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. God's will for your life is for you to be thankful. Are you? Point number two. We're flying. Thanksgiving is our response to God's Goodness, look at, at First Chronicles with me. First Chronicles 16, 8 through 10. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Going down to verse 34, he says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And the context here is is David, he's bringing the Ark of the Covenant back into Jerusalem. He's dancing like a joyful, undignified fool. And he's so enamored by the goodness of God that he starts to sing this song. And so thanksgiving is this overwhelming response. It's, it's, It's this reply of our hearts to the goodness of God in our lives. How has God been good to you? Have you guys ever driven down the road and and, and stopped and you saw a sunset that looked something like this? This beautiful portrait painted in the sky. That's one of those kisses from God saying, I'm good and I'm here. Or moms, have you ever had that moment? We just went on a trip and we were trapped in a studio hotel room with all three of our kids for, for about four days. 
But moms, have you ever had that moment where you lock yourself in the bathroom to get away from your kids for just a few minutes? Confession time. Has that ever happened to you? Thank God for door locks, right? Right? Those are those kisses from God. Thank God for our kids, but thank you, God, for those moments away from them sometimes. Thank you for date nights. Thank you for friends. Thank you for family. Thank you for new mercies every morning. Thank you for snow days. Thank you for slow schedules. Thank you for all of these good things that you give us in our lives, right? So Thanksgiving is this overwhelming response to God's goodness for us. it should be noted, and I think Sean mentioned this, that, that we see God's goodness in hard times as well, that the world is kind of broken and lots of bad things tend to happen sometimes, and, and, and sin has stained the fabric of our universe, but God has not abandoned us. He shows us his goodness even in light of that. I, I have a friend, he was a former student of mine, a, a young man I discipled for several years. Back in September, he was in a he was in an accident. He was riding his road bike in Colorado. He lived out there, and he was hit by a, a, a truck, and he was in this terrible, traumatic accident. He broke several bones, and there was some severe trauma to his brain, and he's still in a coma and hasn't woken up. And uh, many people are still praying for a miracle for, for this guy. His name's Josh. And his dad wrote this just a couple of days ago. His dad, who, by the way, is experiencing one of the the most terrible things that you can experience as a parent, the suffering of one of your children, right? And here's what he wrote the day before Thanksgiving. He said this, "If, if you had told me back in September that my overriding emotion through all these difficult times would be gratitude, I, I would have said, you lost your mind. But that's exactly where I am. Through your endless expressions of love and kindness, We have found comfort, strength, faith, and hope. And all of that has fashioned in us hearts of gratitude. He he goes on to say, we thank the doctors who cared for Josh. We thank social workers who've helped us. We thank family who've been with us. We thank churches and schools and organizations who've worked to meet our needs. We've thanked the kindness of strangers. We're thankful most of all for the Lord who has used all of these things and all of you to show his great love for us during this really hard time. And so even in hard seasons, we see the goodness of God poured out on us. He comforts us in trouble. He sends people to be his hands and feet on this earth. And so thanksgiving is our response to God's goodness in our lives. Can you relate to that? God's goodness even in hard things? Last point. Thanksgiving is the result of knowing Jesus. Colossians 3 15 through 17 says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And guess what? Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. And the context here is is Paul listing what it looks like to put on the new man, to be the person that you already are in Christ. You've already been made positionally holy, like we've talked about in Hebrews. Now we should be practically holy by putting on what seems to be primarily thankfulness, gratefulness. He's saying, if you're in Christ, this is the type of person you should be. 
Jesus' people are thankful people. They, live with, they don't live with attitudes of entitlement or, or they're, they're not always jockeying for more stuff and they're not discontent. It is so ironic, isn't it, that Thanksgiving Thursday is immediately followed by Black Friday, right? Right? And Katie and I haven't really done the Black Friday thing all that much. A few years ago, we went to Walmart, mostly for the stories, and, and it, was, it was like right before midnight, and we were standing by this pile of $10 vacuums that were $20 yesterday, but they're $10 today. And I, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. I overheard a woman look at another woman and say, if you touch these vacuums, I'm going to kill you <laughs> to another person. <laughs> like, isn't it crazy the, the, the place that we get in our hearts, this discontentment, this need for more, this entitlement, this is mine? right on the heels of what's supposed to be a season where we're very grateful and thankful. But followers of Jesus don't do that kind of stuff. We're supposed to be different. The God of the universe has stepped down into human flesh, and he's taken on form, and he lived the life that you couldn't live, and then he died for you to pay the penalty for your sin. And he could have stopped there, by the way. Have you ever thought about that? God could have just saved you and, and, and said, you know what? I'm going to save them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them holy, but, but I'm, I'm going to put them on a planet somewhere else, and I'm not going to have anything to do with them ever again. God could have done that, but instead, guess what he did? He heaps grace upon grace, and he said, not only am I going to save you, but I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to give you my last name. And not only that, I'm going to take my spirit, and I'm going to put my spirit inside of you to live in you, to aid you, and to help you to live a godly life, and to look more like Jesus. And so we, as Christ followers, have reason to be grateful. God has heaped grace upon grace upon grace on us. And so if there are a people in this world who should walk around with hearts and attitudes of gratefulness, It should be Christians. We should be distinct and different because of our thankfulness. And so, thanksgiving is God's will for our lives. It's our response to his goodness, and it's the result of knowing who Jesus is. And so now we're going to take time, and we're going to practice this. This is an act of worship. We're going to practice what we preach here this morning. And so, like Sean said a few minutes ago, we're going to have an open mic time. And here's what we want you to share. What are your God stories? You know, what has he done for you? Who has he been for you? How has he proven himself good to you? What are you, you thankful for? And I'll lovingly remind you that, that if you begin to get a little long-winded, you know, we'll, we'll give it some time. I may do this as a nonverbal cue, but then I'll lovingly cut you off. And so we want to hear all of the incredible ways that God is blessing this community. And so Ron Sweeney is our mic runner here this morning. Mike's on the front. If you want to share, here's what I want you to do. Just lift your hand up in the air, and Ron will come to you, and he'll hold the mic, and he'll give you the opportunity to share. And so let's open up this time of sharing and thankfulness right now. Who will share? Chris. I'm, I'm that kid in school who wanted to go first because I couldn't hear anyone else after until I get to say this. So, uh, God's still working on my slinky, and I'm really glad to be here. Uh, so, uh, I was thinking about this. So many things to be thankful for. How do you pick one? The one that I picked was sort of the gift of family. So, uh, about two or three months ago, I got laid off a job at Houston, 
and uh, figured God wanted us to move. And uh, we, our kids live here, some of our kids live here in Northwest Arkansas, brought us up this way. Uh, I've always, I've moved, I think I counted this morning 19 times in my life, moved a lot. And not very good at relationships. God has been teaching me that for a long time now. So uh, leaving Houston was just really hard. I, we lived there for six years, but I had the most relationships I've ever had. It was really good. God has poured out his grace in lots of different ways in that. So the first Sunday up here in, in uh, Northwest Arkansas, I, I didn't come on Sunday morning. I was just angry and hurt. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to come. <laughs> so I figured, yeah. I just let them go and me sit home and feel sorry for myself or whatever. The next Sunday I did come and I was just numb. I was sitting over here in this chair I'm in now and just didn't feel anything or just was like in a different place or whatever. But the next Sunday I came and something happened. Uh, Actually, Jim was preaching, Jim Hall, who I happen to know, which was kind of nice. And uh, something sort of broke through there. And like I think the next Sunday we we came to the discovery group and I got to start hearing stories of people, and every week since then it's just got better and better and I'm I'm already feeling God's love in relationships and actually knowing people's names which is fun, uh, but I, I think I'm just thankful that God never leaves us alone, that He always puts us in family. No matter how screwed up you are or anything else, that's not really the point. It's just that God is a good Father and, and He loves us. And he gives us good relationships. Amen. Thank you. Now I can listen to the rest of you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ron, will you just will you pray for Chris real quick and just thank God for them and he and Dee? Lord, I'm grateful for a brother who has a heart full of gratitude this morning. And I thank you um, that he is just called and commissioned now to pour it out on us, to remind us of who you are and who we are in you. So we pray for a continued blessing over his life, continued connectedness. Um, and I pray that you just give him the, uh, the openness to speak, to step out, to shake hands, to meet, to greet, and to feel one in a community that's willing to embrace him. Lord, we're just thankful for the family here in this church and how you've, you've drawn us from the east and from the west. Amen. 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 Who's next? We got, we got one right here. My name is Brian Craig, and I'm just... Uh, I want to share a quick story. We About a little over a year ago, uh, God invited us to an adventure of faith, uh, kind of like Abraham, of asking us to move to a land that we didn't know uh, called Northwest Arkansas. And uh, so he asked us to sell everything and come over here to pursue a ministry calling that God had put on my heart. And so we sold our house, our father of the bride house, and the only house my four daughters had ever known is home and thought we'd live there our whole life, but we, we were following the Lord. And I you know, I, I had, uh, the faith was burning in me, but um, I didn't really appreciate how hard it would be on, on the women in my life, my wife and my four daughters. And uh, so I am just so thankful for them and their support of me and their faith in me, which has, I think, been transferred into faith in God, because now they see God's fingerprints in their lives on why we're here. And so I'm just very thankful for them this morning. And also, I want to say that last April, we were We'd been here, we'd been visiting churches and trying to find churches and really praying about, Lord, where, where's a church home? We just couldn't find the right fit. And then some real good friends of ours invited us to come to this place. We didn't really know anything about it, meeting in an Apple, Apple Glen Elementary. And we came here in the first Sunday. We just knew this is where we were supposed to be. And you guys have just been embraced us so much and just been already created a community around us. And we're just so thankful for you guys and this church. So 
those are a couple things I wanted to list. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Praise God. Who's next? Charlotte. Well, I just want to thank the Lord for all of you, uh, for all of your prayers and your support during my, mine and LeBron's um, difficult time when our son passed away in September of this year. Uh, I know your faithful prayers is what pulled us through and helped us, and I also know that God is great and God is good, and I'm praising God that he gave us 56 wonderful years with our son and that our son loved the Lord and that he's in heaven uh, waiting on us to join him someday, and we're looking forward to that. And like Josh prayed for us last week, that he's dancing in heaven, and I know he is. So I just thank you so much, and praise God that he's my rock. He's my uh, sustainer. He holds my right hand. He walks me through this time, and even though it's difficult, I love him. I love God with all my heart, and praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, we got one in the back. He's on someone's shoulders back here. Let's go, let's go back here. Yeah, yeah. I'm thankful for that we were able to adopt my baby brother. Uh, amen. Amen. Yay. Yeah, that's good. Who we We've got one right here. Hayden. Let's go Hayden right here in the middle. Yeah, I just want to. I want to thank all of you, but I don't really know what to say except just thank you for being yourselves. Um, some of you know that I um, I came here for a year. I lived up here, and then I moved down to Fayetteville, and I live right next to the big New Heights in Fayetteville. But when I go there, I feel I don't know. I just feel I get lost. But and so I drive up here every Sunday because you guys, I feel more comfortable. I, and, I, and I think maybe it's my stage of life that at my age. It's hard being single at this age with a whole group full of families, but you guys have really made it easier. And, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for all you kids. I'm thankful that you're here so I can tell you how much fun it is to hang out with you sometimes. And uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes meaning that I'm not with you every Sunday, but uh, thankful <laughs> that you guys are... are a part of my lives, and as well as my group. I just want to be thankful for my group, and I'm not sure how many are here, but I've been in two community groups, and both of them have uh, just felt like home. So anyway, thank you. Praise God. Thanks, Hayden. Who else? Adam right here in the middle. Um, so my wife, Bethany, and I have been here. I'm Adam Halford. Uh, we've been here uh, for, we've been in Northwest Arkansas for about three years, and um, we're putting off coming to New Heights initially, um, and because my brother was here and he told me I should come here, so I didn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> and then we church hopped and 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 uh, we're trying to figure out where to go. And then finally we decided to come here to to quiet him up. And then immediately we were like, oh, we love it. What are we going to do now? So we decided we started coming, and and it has been such a tremendous blessing to us. Um, moving to a new, I say new area. My wife grew up here, but uh, moving to a new area, by and large. Um, specifically, um, we're we're thankful for. Or I, I can speak on behalf of both of us. Um, we're really thankful for Mark and Kathleen Hale. Um, I mean, all of you, frankly. I mean, there's so many of you that that have blessed us with your 
with your presence uh, uh, in so many different ways, but specifically Mark and Kathleen, the way that they love on our kids, and even if you don't have kids in children's ministry, if you don't see how much these people sacrifice, like, <laughs> uh, I, I hope that you can see that. Um, they were in here this morning for about like 10 minutes, and it was such an awesome sight to be able to see them in this room, because they don't get to do that. They don't get to experience the worship um, and all this stuff, and I know it's their job and all of that, and they knew what they were signing up for, but this daily that we, or this weekly that we get to do, which is so impactful to us, and which is food for our souls, um, they don't get to experience that because they're back there serving, and it's so awesome, um, and they do such a great job, and we have the pleasure of now calling them neighbors because they moved around the corner from us, um, which was another God thing um, in and of itself, um, but our community group, all of the friends and everybody that we have here, we, I, I'm just so thankful to have everybody here and what that's meant to us. And every time a new person comes in and I see a new person or meet them, it's like you're getting to see somebody that um, it's like you've, you've read a book that you know they're about to love. And so you're like, oh, I, you're going to love it. You're like, I can't wait for you to like, realize how awesome this place is. So it's a really exciting thing. So if you're new, Thanks for coming, and, and definitely I hope that you feel as blessed by this place as, as the rest of us do. Amen. Amen. Adam, do, do me a favor. Will you pray for Mark and Kathleen? Just thank God definitely, for them definitely. For all this. Yeah. Father God, we thank you for the Hales, and we thank you for their gifts and their talents and their heart, God, their heart and their passion for kids uh, and for service. God, they have been such an amazing example of, of sacrifice and of, of service to you and of service to other families in here, God, the way that they will immediately drop what they're doing, drop what their priorities are or um, to, to serve, to uh, let me take your kids uh, so you can deal with this situation. Let me do this for you. Let me bring you. God, they have the spirit within them, and it is inspiring, and it is um, contagious, and we are blessed to have them, God. We pray a blessing over the children's ministry um, as that continues to grow and as our church continues to grow. Uh, we pray for their, um, their work in that and for the multiple irons that they have in the fire, both with work and at home. Um, God, that you would give them balance, that you would give them peace. Um, and God, mostly that you would just bless this church in a way that there is no other way that we can do it but give you credit and glory, God. And uh, we lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. Who's next? Got one right here on the front row in a, in a Santa hat. Right here. When I was five years old, I remember whenever I, I'm thankful for prayer because whenever we were driving by a train um, track, I wanted to see a train, and in five more minutes, a train came by with the driver or the conductor waving at me. So it was really exciting. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for trains, Lord. Delia, right here. We got one right here. Good morning, church. My name is Delia Waterhouse. And I, every year I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. I got a fan club of one. Um, every year I think, I'm never going to say anything on those things. But I feel like the spirit moves. He's like, you better say something. I'm like, ah, oh, what do you want me to say? Um, but I want to say that I love this church, and this is a fantastic family. Um, 
every week we come here that we don't have to serve, Josh and I just show up and my Josh who's in the back, and we just kind of participate and, and enjoy ourselves as we go home. Well, the thing is, it takes so many man hours to create this atmosphere. And I'm thankful for the early risers. I feel like crying. Like, we have people get up super early in the morning, get a trailer, they bring it over here, they pack the kids up, they unload everything, they set it up. And I mean, it's just a huge, long process. And they have done it without complaining. And they're doing it because it's a service to the Lord. I'm also really grateful for the people who break down and that is every person who stacks their chair. Thank you. Also, um, Miguel is always here cleaning up every single week. And I feel like when everybody leaves and everybody's going to eat and hang out with family or do whatever shopping they need to do, he's finishing up for us so that we can keep using this facility. And I'm just whelmed because, um, I mean, I love it here. And um, I have really nothing more to say, so Amen. here's the mic. <laughs> let's, let's, can we give a round of applause to Miguel for everything that he does yeah. for our church? He's in the back corner. Thank you, Miguel. What a blessing. What a blessing. Who's next? We've got, let's, we've got one right here in the middle. It's Chris, and we'll come back this way. Uh, well, good morning. Uh, I'm just thankful this morning for uh, the culture of prayer here at New Heights. Um, it's definitely something I've never experienced before um, in my 20-some-odd years of being involved in church. Um, you know, when you're going through a rough time, uh, people say, oh, I'm praying for you, and it just kind of feels like something you say, and then that's really it. Uh, but this is a place where, hey, I'm going through a rough time, and people stop and they pray for you in that instant. Um, and you can just hear stories this morning of, you know, hey, thank you for the prayers. We really felt it. And it just changes lives. And it's something so thankful for. Um, and then next, just thankful for my wife right here. I've never cried before talking. <laughs> I've gone through some uh, some pretty, not, I mean, all relative, but I went through some down periods this year. And uh, she's just a constant source of joy and uh, optimism in my life and reminds me, um, Jim Hall Stam, you know, remember who you belong to. Uh, me and God, and so just just thankful for her. Yeah, she's the joy of my life, and uh, everyone knows her knows how uh, how bright and great of a human she is. So just thank you, Julie. Uh, amen, amen, amen. Who's next? Kim, right here. I just want to say that um, I'm just so thankful for God's character. That he is this holy, sacred God that would leave heaven and the purity of heaven and come and take upon himself the, every last bit of filth that ever existed for us. And that he would do that for us. I'm just thankful for his character and he would become a curse for us to save us. And then so that he could have a relationship with us. And But he didn't just stay that way. He triumphed. So I'm just really thankful because that's he's what it's all about. And I'm also just really thankful for our church leaders because of the transparency I've seen. And if you think I'm not talking about you, you're probably wrong because I am. Um, your transparency and that this is a safe place to take off our masks and be real. And that, that the leaders have real relationships with God and set examples that have made a really, really a difference in my life. And I appreciate you guys so much. And your spouses and your families, your children, what they, your hard work, 
So anyway, but all of that goes back to God's character, and that's the kind of God is like that too. So I just appreciate that. Thanks, Karen. I think that boy right here was yeah, next. That maybe. one up front. I'm thankful for my dad because he's always there for me. Amen. Yeah. I'll pay you later, bud. <laughs> okay, we've got one in the back there. Hi, I'm Sharon, and I'm going to be thankful for some very basic things that most of you probably don't think about, but I am thankful that the Lord has given me a home to sleep in. It's warm every night. I work at the Salvation Army Emergency Shelter in town, and there's, there's over 40 people there right now that don't have homes. Um, I'm thankful the Lord provides food, not just at home, but, but also at the shelter. Uh, this morning would have been a cereal morning um, because people get to sleep in a little bit later. We just have cereal. And we're out of cereal. And uh, God provided for me this morning. Uh, they had a, something that went on at, at Crystal Bridges, and they brought the leftovers from that to us yet last night. So we had breakfast this morning because someone donated it. So God provided for that, and I'm very thankful for that. But uh, they're basic things in life. Most of the people there at the shelter, a lot of them don't even have coats right now, and it's cold. And so I'm thankful that God gave me a coat. I'm thankful that, that God gave me a home. He gave me a car. Most of the people there at the shelter don't, don't even have vehicles. And one man that does have a car, in fact, his car broke down yesterday. So, I mean, things like your car breaking down and not having the money to pay for it is a major thing there. So I'm thankful that God has given me a car that works. And I have money if in case it does break down and, <laughs> and things like that. So I'm very thankful for the basic things in life. Amen. Ron, will you, will you thank God for Sharon and pray for her and pray for all the people who are hurting and who are in need in our community and just ask God that he would use our church to help meet some of those needs. Yeah. We're grateful for perspective and we wouldn't know strength unless we'd ever felt weakness. We wouldn't truly appreciate pleasure unless we'd known pain. And so when I hear this story and I hear about the hurt and the real grief that's in our community, I pray that you'd use the Spirit now to come and move in us, to call us up and call us out as an individual, but also as a congregation. And what's our part in this? What, we're, what, what are we to do? How are we Jesus to the person beside us, our neighbor? And I pray, you, Lord, you just open the floodgates of resources from our homes, our pocketbooks, our possessions, our time. You've called us to be something that greater than somebody who just puts in the hours at work and ministers to our own specific family. We're the hands and the feet, and I pray that you would begin using the Spirit to awaken our mind to show us images of what that looks like in a very supernatural sense. I pray for favor over this woman and the hours and the work she puts in, and I pray you would multiply, Lord, in her life because she obviously has a heart to give it away. So we thank you for her and her example. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ron. We have one right here in the back. My mom had a baby eight months ago, and I really wanted a boy, but it was a girl. Um, and But I figured out any way, a boy or a girl, it's still the best baby I ever have. Oh, amen, amen. Thanks for sharing. Who else? We got Ben over here in the back. 
can do it, Ron. There we go. You got it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. Um, my wife just took our baby boy out of here, so he's kind of part of the story. Um, but God's taken us through an interesting season in our lives that we didn't expect. Um, uh, we, over the last eight or nine months, she could tell you the exact time, but uh, uh, we've had a lot of change. Um, we had a baby boy. Uh, we moved into a really old house that needed a lot of updating, and we've undertaken all that. And uh, uh, God has given us an answer to a prayer that we prayed about two years ago. Uh, we prayed, and we just cried out to God, please give us community. We want a family. We want something beyond acquaintances. We want people to share life with um, because we don't have that here. And um, he just answered that prayer in an amazing way. Um, I can... <laughs> I was trying to make a list earlier, but it was just too long um, of all the things that people have done for us as part of our community group and through this church. Um, you know, when we were having this remodel and we, we found out that, that she was pregnant, uh, she couldn't help with a lot of the stuff that we were doing. So people from the community group just showed up and uh, I don't think I ever had to ask any of them to do anything. Um, Cloninger showed up to just help scrape popcorn ceilings and inline cabinets and uh, the Jostas let us stay at their house for a week when they were out of town. I didn't even ask. They just, they said, hey, come do this. Uh, Rhett Walker, anytime. He just shows up. He just, you don't even ask. He's just there. Uh, you call him any time of day, he'll be there. It doesn't matter what you need. He's always going to be there. Um, Josh Starch came and helped us hang a door. Uh, I can't, there are so many other things. But then whenever we, uh, we had our baby, um, a lot of you guys probably received emails. I know there was an email chain, but, uh, there were some complications, and uh, he's healthy now, but we went through a really, really tough time uh, that we didn't expect, and uh, so much farther and above what we needed with the remodel, we needed community then, and um, we just, we spent eight days in Arkansas Children's Hospital, um, Josh came and visited us, the Hales came, they brought us a care package, um, brought me a razor, I was looking rough, um, uh, and prayed over us. Uh, they brought us a care package from our community group. Uh, we got text messages, hundreds of just encouraging messages and prayers. Uh, Josh Starch, a guy in our group, just, as soon as he found out we had trouble, he called the guys in the group and said, hey, let's get together. Let's, let's get together in an hour and let's have lunch and let's pray. And they did. Um, I just, Christine showed up at the hospital at two in the morning whenever we found out that they were going to have to airlift our boy unexpectedly, she just showed up because we didn't have anybody there. And um, she came and, and just, just encouraged us. So I don't think there's ever been a more appropriate time for Thanksgiving for our family than right now. Amen. So thank you all for, for being there for us. Amen. Thanks for sharing, Ben. Who else? When, when I threw up, um, my mom picked it up, <laughs> and I threw up on my mom's bed. Uh, thank God for moms, right? right yeah. yeah. <laughs> amen. Amen. One or two more. You got one right here? This ominous man standing behind me. 
Yeah, we were sitting up here in case uh, we needed to play or anything, but this has really been great. Um, the last year, we've gone through some transitions in our church, and um, I've been in a, enough churches to see leadership transitions and directional leadership transitions go maybe not so well. And God has just had amazing grace on our church. Um, we've had just incredible favor from the guys in um, Fayetteville, New Heights, Fayetteville, and such a blessing from those men because they pray. Um, and I think that we are getting to reap the rewards of that. Um, but uh, really thankful for Josh and Katie and uh, Sean and Nick and them stepping in. And in uh, what could be a hard time, you know, it's easy to, uh, when you have a leadership change, to have hurt feelings. And God has just been very gracious with our church and has continued to shower his favor and affection on us. I'm thankful for that. I watched my kids uh, the other day for about six hours on a Saturday. <laughs> and I am so thankful that I have a wife who will do that every single day. <laughs> I admit I was trying to be sweet. I was trying to be a sweet husband. But they went and had their, their girl time, and, uh, and I watched the kids for like six straight hours, and I literally pulled my hair out. Um, I'm just really thankful for my wife. She is a woman of character. Last call. Got Jason in the back. I, uh, I as I listen, to everybody give give their um, you know their what they're thankful for and talk about that. For for me, um, that just is is an example of what this church is all about. Um, I think. You would find in a lot of places um, it would be hard for the first person to even stand up. Um, and here you have people jumping out of their seats to give thanks. Uh, that's, that's just the body of what this church is all about. And that's, um, that's what's been a blessing to my life um, and, my, and my family's life. Um, for everything you guys have talked about so far um, and, and more, um, just like, like most of you, I, I could go and name so many people in this church, and, and, and then I would get the, uh, the timer signal from Josh. So um, I won't start there, but I, w- I will just say that um, what this church has done for my wife Kate and I, it has challenged us. Um, this isn't just a church that appeases your, what you want, um, just your own personal desires. Um, this is a church that will come around and love you, uh, that will be there for you um, whenever you need it. But I've also met some amazing people in this church that have challenged me and my wife specifically to go deeper in our relationship with Christ in a place that we've never, we, we didn't even know existed. I am so grateful for the people in this church that are not afraid to be Christ-like, who are not afraid to say things that we might be a little bit um, uncomfortable, that might make us a little bit um, feel a little bit awkward in situations. Uh, it's not easy for me to get in circles on certain Sundays and pray with people that I don't know that well. But through that, I've got to know them a lot better. Through that, I've felt the power of the Holy Spirit uh, just move uh, through this room and beyond these walls. And I cannot think of a more uh, anything more to be more grateful for in this season of our lives. Um, with everything going on, um, the uncomfortable conversations with politics, our nation's still amazing. 
I'm thankful that we have a place that we can, we can worship freely. I'm thankful for the sacrifices that got us here, for those that have given their lives for us to get here, uh, for those who continue to uh, serve our country. And, um, you know, and that, that goes beyond just those in uniform. It goes, it goes to the people that serve our communities. It goes to the, to the people that are, that are in the kitchens on Sunday mornings and giving their time. It goes to the people that are, are setting up our churches and that are just, just loving each other on a daily basis. So um, just really want to, more than, any say, more than anything, say thank you from, uh, from my wife and myself uh, for this body, for being real, for being authentic, and, um, and for just being uh, just amazing Christ-like examples of, of what is going to be positive change in this community and for, uh, and for the world going forward. So thank you for letting us walk alongside you guys and just be a part of that. Amen. Amen. So, okay, Jane, one more. You better be fast. Okay. My heart's pounding because I just thank you for your thank yous and for the wives, but I want to thank the Lord for godly men and the spiritual leads of your home. And I just want to say, be encouraged and stand up for, for Christ and in your home and be the spiritual lead. And I have a prayer request, and that's for, we have, I have a wonderful husband of 50 years who's been the spiritual lead of our home, but we're not perfect and we're even in politics where there's no such thing as a perfect person. So we just need to uh, stand up for Christ and, and up for truth and biblical truth. And I have uh, prayers for my three sons who are my babies, but they're godly men. They're men. They know the Lord. They love the Lord but they're struggling deeply for different reasons. And so it's been the hardest years of our life as parents, but it's been the most blessed too because God is good, and he's good all the time. And he is uh, the relationship between father and son, and that has so touched me deeply and taken me deeper in Jane, I'll, Christ. Jane, I'll tell you what, I'll pray for your sons. What are their first names real quick? Um, John, Chad, and Brad. John, Chad, and Brad. Let me, let me pray for them, and then we're going to transition back into a, a time of worship. Thank you guys for sharing, by the way. Thank you for, for being transparent, and thank you for being a body to one another. It's very encouraging to hear. So, Lord, God, I pray for John, Chad, and Brad. Thank you for Rick and Jane and the godly example that they are and how they so faithfully serve so many in this body and around the world, God. And only heaven will see the ripples of their life. And God, I pray that you would just bless their sons. I pray that, Lord, whatever they're looking for, that they would find it in you, God, that you would scratch at them and hound them, God, until they they look to you, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for this body. We thank you for every blessing that, that we have received in Christ and how you are enough, God. How very often we are not enough. But you never said that we had to be. But Jesus is enough for us. And so, Lord, we ask you now to come as we worship you. Lord, we thank you that we're entering into a season of advent, of expectation, of a person that we're thankful for, God, of a baby born in a manger. 
We thank you for your body broken and your blood shed for us, God, and how the first advent really points us to the second advent, God, that one day, like Kim said, you're going to come and restore all things. You're going to flip every tragedy and every pain and every suffering upside down on top of itself, and you will receive glory and your children will receive good. And so, God, as we go back into worship right now, Lord, would we worship with grateful hearts? We love you so much. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're going to take communion now, and uh, we're going to sing for about 10 10 minutes or so. And then uh, I just want to encourage you, go to the table with someone. It's kind of the, the one rule that we put in place here. It's called communion, after all. Communion with the Lord, but also with his body. And so the elements represent the blood that has, is shed on your behalf and the body that was broken on your behalf. So we encourage you to go to the tables here in just a moment and take those, remembering Jesus as an act of thanksgiving to him. So let's worship now. <laughs>